Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Material Issues, episode number 41. I am David Bash, as most of you already know, and uh, we're really, really uh, looking forward to today's show. We have a wonderful special guest, which I'll tell you about in a bit. I'm waiting for my... Oh, there he is. All right, cool. I was waiting for my guest co-host to uh, arrive, but here he is. I'll introduce him in just a bit. Just wanted to let everyone know that things are up and running again with uh, IPO. We have Phoenix, we have Chicago, we have Liverpool all scheduled. Um, I'm working on Los Angeles and we'll soon be working on Vancouver and hopefully some other cities. So it's all going to be great and um, I can't wait. But for the moment, let's concentrate on material issues, shall we? And um, my guest co-host is a gentleman who's guest co-hosted before, and he really needs no introduction, of course, but I'll introduce him anyway. I've been a, a pop music journalist for the past, oh, 35 years or so. Um, has has written two books that uh, most many of you have, I should say, the um, Shake Some Action, you know, which is the ultimate guide to power pop. He's done two volumes of that. Uh, he just wrote a book called The Beatles 100, 100 Pivotal Moments in Beatles History. And uh, he's just a really genial kind of guy. So let's bring him on. To please give a huge material issues. Welcome to Mr. John Borak. Hey, David, how you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, I forgot to, there we go. I'm not used to doing all the technical stuff, and I, le I left our banner up the whole time. But Well, yeah. thank you for calling me genial. I, I, that's one of the uh, adjectives I've never been called, one of the few. <laughs> nah, I think you've been called that before. But uh, how's everything going? Everything is going well. Just busy here and uh, getting ready to go out and do some recording after we finish up here with uh, my friends from the armoires. And, you know, busy doing that, busy promoting the Beatles 100, as you mentioned, my latest book, and just lots going on. Lots of good stuff. Looking forward to today, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this is having a guest who, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, our viewers know and love, and uh, we, we'd all like to find out what he's up to. And anyway, we're going to introduce him. He's... Um, I mean, I have the shirt Goth Power Pop on right now. I, I wore it on purpose to uh, to pay tribute to this man because without him, I don't think any of us would have nearly as much Power Pop as we do because he's, you know, and of course you contributed to this as well, but by by his starting Yellow Pills magazine, I think he opened the eyes to uh, and ears to a lot of people who really didn't know that they there were they had brethren and sister sistren i don't know uh, out there a new word <laughs> some word i just coined it whatever it is uh to uh who, who liked the same kind of music uh aka power pop and not and, and of course not only did we realize that there were other fans out there but we realized that there were a lot of bands out there that were doing that kind of music presently. We, you know, we had thought about it as something that was part of the past seventies and eighties. And here we are in the early nineties and we're reading reviews of these bands that we hadn't heard of and um, they're doing power pop and no doubt other musicians saw the same thing. And they said, you know what? We love power pop, but you know, we weren't going to do it because we didn't think anybody out there really cared uh yellow pills magazine showed that people out there did indeed care and so i think yellow pills is probably the most responsible for the power pop renaissance of of the mid 90s which of course begat all the other power pop that's come after it and so we owe this gentleman a great deal of gratitude and uh we're going to bring him on right now from the great city of st louis missouri would you please give a huge welcome to mr jordan oaks Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Jordan, how are you doing? Young. Good to see you, and David, of course. Yeah, we, we um, yeah, it, it's great to have the three of us together again because you know, we, yeah, I think about some of the great times that we had uh, 
during the you know in the 90s at the poptopia festival and then at, mm -hmm. and then at ipo um the, <laughs> the jokes were flowing like wine particularly from you guys uh i i was a little bit more of a listener but i certainly appreciated it <laughs> well, um well we, i i must say jordan in addition to be to being one of the uh you know, great names behind the power prop renaissance of the 90s, as you said, David. Jordan's also one of the funniest men that I know. Oh, no doubt. Uh, well, no, no doubt about it. I mean, John and I were talking about the time we were in 7-Eleven. And I mean, you know, oh. we we love Elliot Kendall. But <laughs> so, Elliot, if you're watching, know that this is <laughs> this is being talked about with, with the, the utmost uh, respect. But um Back in that day, you were Elliot was always on. He was always wearing his his, his uh, publicity hat, and he yeah. had the lingo. He, had the he lingo still concept. he still does actually. He still does, but <laughs> back then it was even. Maybe we just weren't used to it yet, and uh, we just found it really kind of kind of amusing. So we're in Seven Eleven one day, and we're kind of talking about Elliot, and suddenly uh, John and Jordan start. <laughs> start mimicking Elliot a bit. And John talks about saying something like, we're looking at the candy aisle and John's saying, oh, those M&Ms are the shit. And <laughs> so I start laughing at that. And then we see that <laughs> up near the cash register, there, there's a display of brownies. And Jordan says, those brownies have promotional nuts. And I fell on the floor. I'm not much of a yeah. laugher. But when he said that, I fell on the floor. I literally could not breathe for about. You needed seconds. you needed medical attention, David. I remember. I that. really you did. Know. Yeah, that was a close call. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember that. I didn't remember the details as well as you do. But um, I, I didn't either. Yeah, oh, I'll never for I'll never forget that. But Elliot's a great guy. He always has like the in his trunk. He's got. Um, not his swing trunks, but in the back of his his car, he has like every, you know, Japanese. I don't want to know what he has in his swimming trunks. Yeah, I know. Uh, maybe he'll. Can, people can't call in here, can they? No, I don't think they can. They can maybe comment. Can they can certainly comment. Yeah, that's true. He can comment if he's out there. You're right. Yeah. No, no, no. So, we love Elliot, and he. Wait, 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 wait! I want to know what he had in his trunk now. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, what did he have in his trunk? We had every M&M. I thought maybe you knew. I, I don't know. He, he had like just every CD ever made, I think. It, it, I mean, you know, 60s pop stuff uh, from uh, Japan, I guess, or something like that. But yeah. It's still fun going to to record swap meets. Elliot always has a table at those. And he's, yeah, it's just he's hilarious. Cool. I don't know where he comes up with the lingo, but. Um, yeah, he's cool. It's just great. You know, the last time I saw Elliot at one of those uh, swap yeah. meets, I said, how's it going? And he said, well, John, no romance today. No. Which uh, kind of an inside joke for those people who uh, I can't aim myself. Who cares? But uh, no, you're doing like all right. Target, target practice here. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Elliot. Yeah. What a what, what a guy. I'm sorry. What, was, what did you just say, John? I, 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 I said no romance today. That's that right. Ties in because that was on the first Yellow that Pills. That was on TV. the first Yellow Pills. It's, uh, it's one of the greatest power pop songs of the 90s, in my opinion. It's a great, very good song, isn't it? Excellent song. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he could do, yeah, people don't know that he he's actually a pretty accomplished musician and can write, yeah. a, a, can write a really hooky tune. He's uh, hasn't done it for a while, but he's a talented mm -hmm. guy in a lot in of ways. ways. Anyway, let's talk about your talents, Jordan. Um, you I were born. To... Were you born in St. Louis? Um, I was born. Um, where was I born? Philadelphia, Philadelphia. So I'm. I'm. My roots are from like the east. Uh, you, you know, upper upper uh, east. Uh, and so, um, yeah, my moved to Rolla, Missouri, which is a huge city. I think every everyone knows Rolla, Missouri. Uh, my dad got a, a job teaching at the college there. So, and the rest, I've been, I moved to St. Louis from Rolla, which is, you know, nothing happening in Rolla. There's nothing happening in St. Louis either, but there's more nothing happening. Does that make sense? Less nothing happening, something like that. So I've been here for uh, a long time and it's an okay city. You know, it has its, its good points, I think. Got the bowling hall of fame there. I, I... Is that, is that true? I See, I don't even you. know. Wow. Okay, yes, so Weber, a Nelson Hall of Fame. Wow, yeah, I believe no it's in St. Louis. Yeah, I that makes sense. And there's some chess thing here too, like the National something chess. 
committee. I don't know. They're, and magicians, too. There's little there's fun facts about St. Louis. I have the book right here. Uh, fun facts about St. Louis, which uh, <laughs> it's uh, if you call within the next 10 seconds, um, then well, wait, there's more. Yeah, there's more. That's right. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you don't have to leave to go to the bowling hall of fame, Jordan. Or, or I, I have an appointment coming up. Hopefully uh, you don't have to split is, is what I was going to say. Yeah. I have no time to spare. Ah, uh, you yeah. know, that was but, uh, And you look really striking right now. Well, th I, you know, Jordan, uh, you're probably the handsomest guest we've had uh, on, on material issues. No, no. no I mean, no, we've no. had John Borak and uh, it's know, a, like, it's a very low bar, Jordan. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Gosh. We've had a guy, and we've had a guy who people said you used to, who you, people used to say you look like, maybe still do, Dwight Twilley. Wow, well, that's that's a compliment. I mean, because Dwight Twilley is, uh, it's funny, I just heard that, uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but he, he unfriended someone today, it was political, and the guy was like, uh, Dwight Twilley just unfriended me. And I thought, that's kind of an honor. I mean, you know, <laughs> not really. But, um, but anyway, thank you. Yeah, Dwight Twilley is just, you know, just one of the greatest. Well, here, here's the funny thing, Jordan. You probably don't remember this, but the first time I spoke with you on the phone, or maybe it was the second time, uh, back in 93, um, you know, uh, obviously there were there were no picture phones or, or you know, mm -hmm. any stream yards or anything. I asked, uh, you know, I asked, what do you, you know, uh, who do you look like? Uh, I just wanted to get a picture of you. And you said, well, people say I look like Christopher Knight or Dwight Twilley. Wow. So, Okay, you said that, or you said people. Yeah, I said that myself. Well, yeah, you I guess that the people said that, not the, that yeah, you look that way, right? Yeah, people, right? People said that. Um, my parents, I think, were the ones who said that. <laughs> that made no sense, but uh, well, no, when I was young, I got the you know, the uh, Christopher Knight, uh, and then I was knighted, which was which was fun, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Right, so when you were when you were a kid, um, were, were you was your were you influenced greatly by your parents musically, or was it all the radio? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, my parents had. I think every person has a story about what their parents had in terms of records. But there was like Burt Bacharach, Midnight Cowboy soundtrack, you know, and then the Carpenters, which I think it was my idea, and they were like one of the first bands. I mean, not counting the Osmonds and the whole Tiger Beat thing. But the Carpenters, you know, they were huge. They were maybe one of the first sort of pop groups that I really got into. But yeah, I, so I was sort of influenced by, I always liked melodic stuff. So soundtracks being melodic, you know, they they fit in well. Um, but my, my dad's like really into Sinatra and stuff I appreciate more now than I did then, you know. How about that? Were you listening to Top 40 radio in the early 70s? You know, it's weird. I wasn't. Um, I... Gosh, I'm trying to think. Was I an elitist or something back then? I was like top forty. No way. I think it was my brother and sisters who actually were into the top forty. Casey Kasem and we had an intercom in every room, and I just they were more hip than I was, into, you know, as far as all knowing all the songs and stuff. So I, I just I kind of came to it later. You know, I discovered the Beatles in around I don't know seventy eight maybe or something, and then Cheap Trick. And then, you know, and then I that kind of defined my worldview of music, I think, of my tastes, you know, went from there. So now, when did you start collecting records? I started collecting records probably. Um, well, the 80s is when it went from like one crate to uh, 1500 crates. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're outside, which is dangerous. Don't keep records <laughs> outside. They yeah. Can warp either, yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, it's, it's tough. They get, you know, they can get wet or warped, but um, yeah. Um, I, in the eighties, I think that's when, you know, people would, I, I'm sure with you guys too, people, you go in a record store, people say, Hey, I got something you're going to love, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And it's not always a record. Sometimes it's drugs. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's usually a record, but so they knew I was, in a <laughs> no, they knew it was, uh, they knew I was into pop. So I, you know, I just, just it was just you know discovering one band after another and then reading like chris gal's book of the 70s rock and all this stuff just kind of pointed me toward i guess power pop and you know it all came from the beatles and i thought well it's cool other bands can kind of sound like the beatles or have that beetle sort of vibe without being the beatles and i thought well that's sort of neat you know because first of all they have the great taste to be influenced by the beatles and they have the talent to pull it off so that to me that was like a cool just a cool thing you know, you know reminds me of a quote speaking of speaking of being an elitist you mentioned robert Criscow, 
I don't think anyone uh, was more of an elitist as far as music. Yeah. Than Robert Christgau. I used to read those. show off his vocabulary. I yeah. could understand half the words he wrote. You could you could argue that for sure, but he he reviewed shoes albums in there and he gave them A's, so he, he totally got it. I think he gave Big Star a B or something. I mean, but where else could you read about these bands? You know, so that was. But yeah, true. I mean, there's that whole. I think that whole uh, breed of uh, rock critics is sort of dying off. You know, the Dave Marsh kind of thing. I mean, not literally, but you know, people aren't. You know, it's not that same kind of. You know, sort of. Uh, elitist if you want to call well, it that. I, I think the yeah. internet is, has made music journalism a lot more accessible and there's a lot less of the I'm better than you are sort of thing when it comes to journalists because you know yeah everybody in their aunt Shirley has a blog now so you know no one's better it, than anyone still, and everyone it, writes or it still exists music. John uh, <clears throat> BK <clears throat> um you'll figure it out um, Burger King I, I don't know Burger King. Burger King. Uh, not hmm. Burger King Anyway, um, Bernie Koppel? No, I'm trying to think. Yeah. <laughs> My mind is like game show time here. Coppell. Um, Coppell, I'm sorry. Coppell, Koppel, Ted Koppel. You know. My brother actually spoke with Bernie Coppell. He's a huge Odd Couple fan, and Bernie Coppell was a guest. Oh. The <laughs> one where he, hypnotized, where he hypnotizes Felix. And right. uh, I don't know if I, I, I love the show, though. Yeah, so wow. Joel, Joel, Joel asked me about mm -hmm. the line, and Bernie Coppell said, I don't remember. <laughs> um, it's always disillusioning when you find out that these things are just, you know, they're just gigs to these actors. Right. Actually, right. They they forget half the jobs they've done, I think. Except Robbie Riss knows every show he's been on. And, and some he hasn't been on, which, again, <laughs> made sure he knows sense. a few, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, did you go to school for journalism? Or, or uh, I went to school. Um, I, I have a degree in writing as a profession. It's, it's called. So it's a literature degree. Um, and so that's yeah. I mean, you, so I just sort of became a journalist, which is a form of writing, I guess. You know, um, but uh, but I was really into like you know poetry and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I was a lit guy, I guess, back then. All right. So, so back so in the late eighties. I'm sorry, I was just going to ask, jumping ahead a little, what made you want to start Yellow Pills? I know it was you and yeah, well, at the very beginning. And how did you jump from being a Beatles and Cheap Trick fan to wanting to start your own fanzine about this kind of music? Well, like Bernie, I forget completely, John. I don't know. <laughs> that. Um, no, actually, uh, it was, I guess, 1990-ish. My friend um, Rich Osman and I were just talking. No relation? No relation to the Osmonds. No relation to the Osmonds, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. We were just talking, you know, and I said, would it be cool, you know, to have a magazine that's really focused on this kind of stuff? So then it went from there. And we and just he said, no, but you did it anyway. We exactly. He said, no way. He left. I've never seen him since. Uh, but um, it's, it, uh, it somehow it happened. No, I, I yeah, it just uh, felt like the right thing to do. I like to write. And I thought, well, this, you know, like you guys may agree, it's the perfect. If you like to write and you love pop, that's the perfect meeting of you know, subject and form. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, and so we started uh, Yellow Pills and we did it, you know, I don't know if you could do it now or it would be a lot more professional looking for sure because we used to, you know, type it on a typewriter and shrink down each page. And, you know, Rich would take the scotch tape and it took like half a year to tape tape it all down. So there was a certain charm back then and and, yeah. and the fun to, to doing it, you know. Um, and, uh so that's it. I mean, hey, greatness most... starts that way, Jordan. I mean, well, John, John knows about the person uh, I'm going to mention, but Bill James, the famous baseball writer. Oh, okay. each year he published a, a, a book about the analysis of baseball. He called it his baseball abstract for the first four years. He did it wow. the way you did. He, uh, he, you know, he typed it and he stapled it himself, basically, until he wow. finally got a publishing deal. Um, yeah, that's how he did it, and you know, so that's how people came to know him. So that's yeah, and, cool. and there was a lot of charm to that. There's no doubt. Yeah, back um, in the day, that's what a fanzine was, right? I mean, it was just right. You just put it together. We didn't really know what it was, George. Right. I mean, for me yeah. at least, um, Yellow Pills was the first true fanzine that that I'd seen. I mean, oh, wow. you know, Goldmine, okay. which John was writing for, yeah, was much more of a you know professional endeavor with you right. Know, with a corporation behind it and everything, but until I got involved, yeah, right. Yellow well, I, I, was the first uh, 
Uh, I'll just recount the story. Yeah, I was sure. in uh, I was in Off the Record, a, mm -hmm. a record store in in San Diego. Uh, my good friend Phil Galloway owned it. Okay. And um, yeah, so he brought in some very cool magazines. And one day I'm in there and I'm looking at the magazine rack, mm -hmm. and I see this uh, this magazine called Yellow Pills. And of course, wow. I know the 2020 song. Uh, and I, you know, so it's like, well, I got I got to take a look at this. And uh, it was it was issue number three. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm looking through it and it's like, mm. I, you know, I can't believe it. There's all, you know, there's all these bands I've never heard of. There's some I have. There's these articles. There's these reviews. Um, and I remember I, you know, being the intrepid sort that I always was. Some people might say pain in the ass, but I prefer, <laughs> I prefer to think of it as, in, well, intrepid. Anyway, uh, I, I, I looked up. I don't remember how I did this pre-internet, but. I found Rich Osmond's phone number. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I I called I called him and got his mm -hmm. voicemail or, yeah. or well, it well, probably wasn't even voicemail yet, probably an answering machine. And uh, <clears throat> I think I left a message or maybe I just hung up. I don't remember. Um, finally, uh, a little bit later, Darian Sahanaja, mm -hmm. you know, as we all know from yeah. Wonder, Man, uh, he had spoken with you, and. Uh, he, he, you know, he he taught. Well, he had spoken with you and John. And well, he he wrote the first letter I ever got about Yellow Pills. Oh, really? And okay, I just I, I wish that. I still had it. I mean, it was you know, it 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 was such a lovely letter, you know. Um, so that's how I remember, you know, Darian. And then of course you you had the Wonderman's uh, tapes, or you referred me to him, and then I got the tapes. So you know, you were integral, you know. And of course, I was reading John's stuff in Goldmine, you know, too. So that was. That was great. I remember, Jordan, um, you writing a letter to the editor that got published in Goldmine. And this is before I knew you. I think it was yeah. the late 80s about some, I think it was the band was called Maud Lang, named, of course, after the right. big star, big star yes. song. And you couldn't find it. You were wondering, how do I yeah. find this? John Borak reviewed this. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, right. Wow, someone is reading actually what I write, <laughs> who's not one of the artists I'm writing about and not my editor. This, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I remember was, uh, your review of that. I remember your review. You said like Jill was like a lost DB song or something. And you had me wow. at that. I thought, whoa, you know. But yeah, it was tough to find. And eventually I found like three copies. I think I still have like maybe one or two. I mean, at least one. I don't even know if I have one. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I have one anymore. But, right, but yeah, right. it, it, it's always nice to find those like-minded people. And I think, you know, yeah. speaking of Darian, that's how I met David originally. Oh, okay. I read, I read oh. a review of the those Wonderments cassettes mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier in okay. uh, BAM, BAM magazine, a free magazine used to get right. a records sure. here in California. Long gone. Right. And it, it had a review of the records uh -huh. and it had Darian's phone number at the end of the review, which you would wow. never see now. Yeah. So I called Darian. Yeah. We called Darian. We, we talked for a long time. And then he said, you know, if you like uh, this kind of music and power pop, you really need to meet my friend, David Bash. Wow. And David's been regretting that conversation ever since. And uh, uh -huh. <laughs> only for the past few years. Prior to that, I was fine with it. Oh, ouch. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's funny is one of the one of the first times David and I got together in person mm -hmm. was at a show in Long Beach. Uh, this all ties back to Yellow Pills and it ties back to IPO because it was a double bill of shoes and material issues which was a pretty amazing night of, of music. And, you know, there were probably a lot of people there that I know now and didn't know then, but that's one of the first times I got to talk to David for a little bit. Actually, uh, we may have spoken with each other then, but uh, mm -hmm. if we did, we didn't know each other until a couple of years later. Okay. Um, oh, okay. We were both there, but I, I was unaware of you and, and vice versa. Um, yeah, I'll never forget yeah. that show, though. Material Issue opened, and I did not know who they were. Um, wow. I think I heard Valerie loves me on the radio, but yeah. know who did it? So I'm I'm watching mm -hmm. this band. I'm thinking, man, that lead singer has a he's got a great stage presence. What yeah. Oh, they were su such a great live band. I mean, yeah. As the only time, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, the only time I ever yeah. got to see them, and then yeah. Shoes came on, and they were great. And um, yeah, yeah, afterwards, Jeff Murphy held court, and I imagine John was there as well. But I got to speak with John, with uh, John and Gary. Um, yeah, uh, that's exciting. Show and that and Jeff. So that 
that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I did not know John yet. I didn't know him for uh -huh. again another couple of years. Okay. Was, again, because of the Darian connection. Mm. The same thing with you. Darian gave me your phone number. So yeah, you. I remember you called me. I mean, I can remember finally that day. spoke on the phone. Yeah. 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 You called me back then. That was the way. You know, we did it right because it's you know hard to believe that we didn't have the internet. So if you wanted to, you know, you never heard of other people basically unless somehow, you know, someone or connected. unless or or yeah. except for yellow pills because you connected me to well, a lot of people. Well, that's you connected great. me to Chris uh, to Chris von Snydern. You had reviewed his first single. Mm -hmm. I never heard of the guy. Okay. Uh, you know, I immediately wrote yeah. to him to order it. You connected me with Jeremy Morris. Um, you would review to Jeremy's CD. I think his phone number may have been at the end of the review. Yeah, I remember discovering Jeremy. And I Jeremy. spoke on the phone for like 45 minutes. At, you know, I yeah. think I wrote to, I ordered a CD. I got it. Then I, I mm. listened. I called him. And we had a great conversation. And now, you know, he's a great guy. The best of friends. Yeah. Um, you yeah. made a lot of connections. Wow. And, well, uh, I should point out that, you know, um, Bruce Brodeen of Not Lame, um, responded to the uh, post that I made about you being a guest. Yeah, yeah, saying, yeah saying that, you know, if it yeah. wasn't for you, Not Lame probably wouldn't have existed in the form that it did. Yeah. Well, Not but, Lame itself was just, a, you know, great because they were like the first power pop. There aren't too many any now even. I think there's two, you know, uh, with Ray uh, has that the one. Cool. Company. Not Lame is, is out of business as far as releasing stuff, right? Even selling stuff. See, it shows you how... How hip I am. Well, but, there, uh, uh, not well. Bruce under under uh, the name Pop Geek Heaven, I believe. Is gonna, okay, is going to be releasing some Shazam stuff. Oh, good. Right? Okay, I'm yeah. not sure when, but uh, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, but certainly, certainly not like it was back in the '90s. And and Jordan, I can honestly say, you and Yellow Pills just sort of kickstarted all this. You know, you you made us realize. We weren't alone in liking this music. You you helped, like David said, you helped make these connections. And then, you know, it kind of went from Yellow Pills. And then we had all the other fanzines mm -hmm. come out that were really cool, like Oddities and, and Pop Sided and, and all the other wow. ones. And then, and then Topia yeah. started and, and we started to meet all these people and, yeah. and hang out together. And it's like, wow, it was sort of like this brotherhood and, and sisterhood of, of really, you know, Cool people. I'm kind of getting chills just thinking about it. Why? It's, it's in fact, it's kind of like a, a horror film. You are not alone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are not alone. To quote you, the flying elephant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. But um, but yeah, you know, it, I, it may sound a little bit over over dramatic, but back then, you know, when you didn't have the internet and yeah. you didn't have you know power pop folders or Facebook or, or ways to listen to music really online. Mm -hmm. You know, you needed those personal connections. And I, God, I, I always look forward to getting the newest edition of, of Yellow Pills and all the other fanzines. And then when you started releasing the CDs, mm -hmm. that was even more amazing. Tell, tell us about how, how that whole thing happened. Yeah, well, that happened um, when uh, I guess um, this guy who ran this fanzine store, I didn't know there was such a thing in New York. See here, uh like he discovered me like other, you know, found out where I was and he, he called me and wanted to carry yellow pills in his, his store. So he, I'll take 10 copies or something. So I sent those. And then, so Dean Brownrout, um, the guy I who his name me, is going to come up here, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. Who I haven't spoken with in a long time. Um, no. but he, he found the, the yellow pills there and he was just happened to be starting a, a label. And this was around the time CDs were coming into the fray as far as like being the main, sort of um, format for music. So he said, have you thought about like doing a CD uh, with the kind of bands you're writing about? I said, mm, yeah, I mean, actually we were gonna do a cassette, but uh, a CD, we didn't have the money and it just seemed, uh, you know, out of our league. So he said, yeah, well, you can do it. You know, let's let's do one. So that's how, that's how it started. Yeah, um, he found Yellow Pills in New York and found me. And then, and then, and then, how did you connect with some of the bands? Because you know, you had a lot of really cool tracks yeah. on those compilations that weren't available anywhere else. Right. Yeah, that was the thing. I just, it was a good time also to um, reach out to some of these bands if you could find them, you know, and say, hey, I really loved your band, you know, way back when. Um, I'm doing this uh, CD. Do you have a song we could use? And they were, they'd freak out because I, I heard of them. You know, like who is this guy right. calling me? 
Um, you know, like the guy from Luxury comes to mind. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he's in Iowa. And I just got his name from the directory somehow. And I called him up. So it was just basic legwork trying to find these people. And then it's like, whoa, I could actually communicate with these people that I idolize, you know, which was great because, you know, it happened a while ago and they, you know, they haven't been in the business necessarily. A lot of them sort of quit music. Others didn't. So it was just great um, to just, you know, I, there was no rule. I, I just sometimes it's the phone book or 411, you know, to get uh, the number. Sometimes someone would say, hey, you know, I'm friends with someone who has a song. And then people kind of heard of me somehow or Yellow Pills. And so the shoes guys called. And that's when I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, just as a fan to meet these people, to say nothing of being able to write about them and have their music in my CD. Yeah. And, you know, another cool thing about the CDs um, was that it was a neat mix of old and new. Uh -huh. So you had stuff like, oh, yeah. for example, The Problem with Jill by Material Issue, which was an unreleased great. song, which yeah. is a great song. But then you had stuff like uh, from the Michael Guthrie band, you know, exactly. from the late 70s, early 80s that nobody had heard. And I heard that. Yeah. And it blew my head off. Going, oh, my God. Who are these guys? And why have I never heard of them before? <laughs> You honestly, you, Jordan, you did that to so many people. It was really he, cool. Those are probably the you know the best power pop compilations to ever exist. Uh, and, and I mean, and and you know, and there's been a lot of great ones. You know, the, mm -hmm, the there have not laid oh, yeah. put together. Those are great too. Like, he, there was uh, even one he put out called "This Is the Greatest Power Pop Compilation in the World" or something. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, Bruce put that out. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm glad you mentioned shoes because I'm going to let you in on something. John, okay. John and I good-naturedly joke a little bit because yeah. uh, one thing we notice, and maybe you maybe you don't even realize this, but a lot of your reviews, especially in the early issues of Yellow Pills, would compare bands to shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and it almost seemed like you were doing that a lot. So uh, And sometimes you would, you would have other bands in, in the group of comparisons. Like you'd say, like bad, you know, you say like bad fingers, the raspberries, and of yeah. course shoes. So John and I started joking a little bit about it. We would talk about a, a, a theoretical album, and we'd say reminds us a lot of the Carpenters, Cabaret yeah. Voltaire, and shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. You throw shoes in there, you know, with anything. Yeah. It's like yeah, you pretty much like cross between uh, Anthrax, Dave Matthews Band, and shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sounds like shoes. Right, and I have this theory: if you have too many bands that you compare a band to, it kind of gets watered down so much that you know you see these like you know Raspberries practicing in the garage, you know, with the Andrew Sisters, with a little bit of you know um, the Posies thrown in. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I did that a lot. I mean, because shoes, you know, to me were, I don't know. I mean, they were great. The quintessential. Well, oh yeah, and 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 you know the the comparisons you you did were were often helpful in determining no, well, am I going to like were. this or am I not going to like this? And, you know, there's, there's, um, I don't even know who it is. There's some journalist now mm. who, who does a, uh, you'll like this if you like, and he just right. reviewed Lanny Flowers new album, which is mm. great by the way. Um, March to home. Uh, and it said, you'll like this album, uh, Lanny Flowers, if you like Lanny Flowers. Well, really? Of course. Yeah. You know, that was, this was kind of funny. I think like Oddities Lanny Flowers album. If you like Lanny Flowers, Oddities used to do that. Actually, I yeah. think they were the first. They were the first magazine to to, to say if you like so and so, well, you'll like this. There was that was that. very very helpful as well. Remember the Bob magazine? I call it the oh, Robert yeah. because I'm I'm formal, but no, <laughs> the Bob. And there was a reviewer there, and I'm not dissing the guy. I think his name was Fred Mills. But everything he wrote about this is like the last the Lost Shoes album. Or, you know, this is like White Twilly. I think he compared like the Zimmerman, that band who were good, to uh, Twilly. And so I, I hear kept getting sort of burned because I, I I thought, you know, wow, these don't really sound like what he says they're, they're going to sound like. And so I kind no, of my Zimmerman were Australian jangle pop. Yeah, they were. They really they weren't, weren't like Twilly. They weren't like, they weren't in that category, you know. Although certainly all. people, I could see a lot of people liking both because the melodies sure. are, are, are yeah. And but I, like I, said, know, I, like, I think part of that, yeah. part of that too, is finding a reviewer you trust. That's it. When you find exactly. somebody you you trust and whose tastes yeah. sort of are similar yeah. to your own. Yeah. Then you'll know, you know. And, and if you find somebody, you know, I remember reading 
somebody saying one of Freedy Johnston's early albums were power pop, and I didn't even have to listen to it to know. No, it's not. That's what right. Finger yeah. said. What a fool believes is power pop. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Well. these power pop arguments, you know, are just. I guess they date from way back. You know, what's power pop? They'll con they'll continue to happen until I never would have predicted that would be a real. You which know, they won't. Yeah. Now, Ira Robbins was actually my first, the first guy who's who I started to trust. Yeah, Ira is great. You know, books. I would say, you know, if he yeah. likes it, I probably will too. You know, in his book that just came out, he has two volumes, but he has a letter I wrote to him when he oh. wrote, reviewed something for Rolling Stone, and I was really pissed uh, because he knocked the album or something. And so it, the letters in his book, you know, and his response was, you know, it, it wasn't a nice letter I wrote, and, and so I just, I'm just you know, thrilled that he was nice to me, you know, in this book that, uh, you know, but anyway, it's hard to describe. It was just, I give Ira a lot of credit. Um, yeah. In one, in one a, of his, in one of his yeah. trouser press books, he really dissed jellyfish. I mean, okay. Hey, hey Mark. Hey, yeah, there's Mark. Yeah. It's a crazy oh. night here. I can't really hear you, but I yeah. just want to say hi, John Borak. Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, whoa. So Mark Mark's in Russia right now, isn't that right? No, he <laughs> David. Yeah. Mark hey, David. Who? David. Mark who? Huh? Right. who was that? Who was that guy? Yeah, no, I know. Mark I'm Cooper. kidding. I know it's Hersey. I know. I'm joking. Uh, Hersey, right. <laughs> um, now, anyway, let me to finish the story. Um, yeah, he he wrote a, a review of. I, I, and mm. at that point, I already knew who Jellyfish was, and I'm going, yeah. What? How can he? I mean, what? The hell yeah. Is All the stuff he's saying seems seems pretty inaccurate. I almost thought like maybe yeah. he had a vendetta or something. But right. to his credit, the next edition. He had somebody else write a jellyfish review, as someone who was obviously more of a fan. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I think he realized, you know, he probably heard from a lot of people saying, "Wait a minute, these guys are good. What are you doing?" Yeah, and unlike a guy like Dave Marsh, who you mentioned earlier, who probably right. would have been steadfast even though he knew he was wrong. Yeah, uh, Ira said, "You know what? Maybe I'm just missing something here. Let me yeah. have somebody you know, review them who's yeah. more more of a power pop kind of guy." So right, right. So, well, that's, so, that's good. But I want yeah. I want to get back to Yellow Pill. Okay. Yeah. A, a bit. Um, all right. So eventually, Rich Rich left, right, and left it all to you. Yeah, Rich threw my stuff out the window. He said, "Move out." <laughs> it was it was it was tough. It uh, fell. It fell right next to your record collection. Outside. It did. Look right. Look at that. So, uh, but anyway, he's just one of my best friends. You know, if not my very best friend still. But yeah, at the time, it was kind of uh, a stressful thing. You know, for him, uh, for you know, um, for both of us, I guess. So he he kind of bowed out. Uh, but he added the you know the sort of the movie reviews like in the very early, you know, and he was more into sort of the punk pop stuff, too. But yeah, so Rich left around issue three, I want to say, uh, I think. Um, so, uh, and then it, from that point on, it was just me handling everything. And yeah. then, right, you know, not long after that, of course, people saw that, yeah, this is a, a viable enterprise. And then we started, then we had Oddities, mm -hmm. uh, which was the first magazine I ever wrote for. So, yeah, you know, that was a Gary, good magazine. Gary Littleton, RIP, and Anthony. Yeah. Anderson, oh, man. Not RIP, fortunately. Thank you both very much. But, right. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, but they, I started writing for them and then I contacted you and said, Jordan, um, may I write for you too? And you mm -hmm. said, sure. And so you gave me a break as well. And I, I, oh, I appreciated that. Then, of course, Amplifier came by and pop sided. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 I guess. Right. And again, this is all very, very good natured. But, you know, as I am very intrepid and very yeah. assertive and very zealous, um, I started I going in the ass is what you said earlier, right? In the ass, yeah. <laughs> I started going after review copies, which mm. at the time we called promos. Yeah. Promos. And you guys, you guys would never cease to give me the business about going after promos. Um, I, I remember Jordan's quote. Yeah, I was going to say David that. Is, go ahead. David was anti curly, but he's promo. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. that. Yeah. <laughs> That was oh. great. We, uh, I think both of us, we weren't, I don't know if we were in the same place. It may have been. But we are kind of like the that. Three Stooges here. Look at this. You know, the Three Stooges. No, we're in the best possible sense, the Three Stooges. 
Not well, like Iggy in the studio. Well, I know I know that I'm Curly, so I don't. Well, Curly is you, a favorite. Most people you, probably would pick Curly. I, I'm not sure, but I think like Curly would win. I'd say I'd say you have to be Larry Jordan because you've got the most hair. Well, Larry so was just Tom gets you know, to be Mo, I guess. yeah, he was kind of the spine of the. You know, he was. Uh, we're talking Three Stooges here, right? He was just you know kind of midland, not the wackiest, but I guess the most sensible sort of or something. I don't know. You remember, you remember the Posey's bootleg song, Suddenly Larry Fine, right? Uh, that was that was one of my favorites, uh, David. Yeah, um, that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was uh, it was a touching song to me, uh, very much so. But, um, but, you know, the more you guys made fun of me for going after promos, the more promos I went after. So thank, thank you again for... Yeah, being a psychologist, right? It didn't work, I guess, or whatever we were doing. But <laughs> it was yeah. reverse psychology, or right? Even if it wasn't so, intended, that's how it. That, so, that Jordan, if, if we would have just said, David, go go get some more pro promos. He never again would you get. Probably would have just given yeah. up writing. He would have just said, "Yeah, live promo free," from that point on. But you know, I'd I'd like to. You know, we talk about you know how yeah. much power pop we now have in the world because of you. I don't, I'm sure I wouldn't have even started IPO if it wasn't for for Yellow wow. Pills either. Oh man! Because be, you know, through you and and all the uh, tributaries that came from Yellow Pills, I found out about so many bands. It was only because I had gotten to know about so many bands over the mid in, during the mid '90s as yeah. the power pop renaissance came about um, mm. that I thought, you know what, I can do this festival. Yeah. Um, that and of course Poptopia. I know I'm sure Tony Perkins isn't listening, and I know he's not a big fan of me or IPO. But if, mm. if anyone ever talks to Tony, please let him know. I thank him very, very much because if it wasn't for Poptopia, I never would have even thought to do IPO. I yeah, mean, that was like the prototype. I guess he did that. It for really like was. Look, it brought yeah. so many of us together. Yeah. I mean, there was the Oddities Internet List that mm -hmm. uh we were all members of and we got mm -hmm. to know uh we got to know so many people through that and again you know if not for yellow pills that doesn't happen either uh and mm, when poptopia you. took place a lot of people all over the world on the oddities list came came out to la to see it that was fun i was there for the first one i think yes you were, were two poptopias or, or three years well it two? turned out there were about five all five together. okay I, there yeah. were three in a row from 96 through 98 okay. Yeah. And you were at the first one, and I think you were at the third the, one also. The third one, too, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you came to the first IPO later in 98. Right. Yeah, that was exciting because back then people were, you know, coming from different parts of the world. I, they still are for your festivals, I know. Sometimes. Yeah. It was a different time. I mean, it was. Back then we were all younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had much yeah. more energy. Yeah. Um, you know, flights yeah. were cheaper. And there, and also, yeah. you know, there wasn't a... There, if you wanted to hear this music, you either had to buy a CD or see it live. Right. There was no streaming or anything. And there were no options for home entertainment other than just mm -hmm. watching TV. I mean, DVDs hadn't even really started to happen yet. Uh, right. I guess Laserdiscs had, but not everyone had a Yeah. Um, right. But so, you know, it was different. Everybody went out, uh, which is why mm -hmm. I figured, you know, a lot of people were discouraging to me about IPO saying, oh, you're never going to be able to get people to come out and see bands from all over the world. Um, but I knew they would because back then people went out. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they did. And oh, is Buddy there, John? No, I think that's Jordan's dog. Oh, that's my dog. Oh, yeah. what's, what's your dog's name? Foxy. Oh, Foxy. Foxy. Yeah, I she's it be named Shoes or something. I think I'll change her name now. That's a good idea. You, you, you know, shoes. You could say in an interview, you know, we could have been. My dog could have been Shoes. Got Lucy yeah, right, right here, though. If you want to see her, uh, uh, what a There's uh, Lucy. What a sweetie. There's Lucy. There goes Lucy yeah. to quote the yeah, Lucy. That's Lacey. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Buddy's down here too, but yeah. yeah. You know, that's Jordan. Jordan, you need to feed your dog. I think they're pretty. Well, wonderful. she's always, you know, she's up at the top of the stairs barking because I think she wants my attention or something. But, uh, but she's a sweetie. She's like 19 now, so wow. she just got wow. out of college. Just got oh out of college. God. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So I, I, every day I have with her is great. She's still as active and she runs and all that kind of stuff. A so. dirty old egg sucking dog. That's sorry, Jordan. That's a no, that's, joke between me and Joe. And no. John. John. Okay. John is my name. John Boris. <laughs> yes, not I, Joe. But hey. did I say Joe? You said Joe. Yeah, it's fine. 
Joe. Close though, right, Joe? There's the J and the O. Don't worry about it, Donald. It's fine. Guess who? <laughs> so, so Jordan, you know the the yeah. million dollar question, and you've probably answered this at some point, but I don't know if I ever remember hearing the answer. You know, I think you did yellow pills for nine issues. Yeah, you did four CDs, then later you did a fifth one. But mm. what made you stop? Well, gosh, you know, I don't have the energy, maybe that kind of energy for, uh, you know, like I, I put out one thing on the Yellow Pills label, which was the Wind album. Yeah. And so as far as um, putting out the CDs, I always worked with labels. I never did it on my own because mm -hmm. it was just too much to think about the contracts and all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to think about it. I just wanted to think about the music. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I've been thinking, you know, maybe doing another one sometime, but it's all it kind of like it served the purpose, I think, already, you know. And now it would be one of many. And so I think it's great. Other people have the torch and, you know, they're releasing really good comps and stuff. So that's that's what it is, really. And I don't know how much left I have to say about Power Pop either. You know, I kind of was thinking about that the other day. Like, what, you know, so I'm happy, you know, I love Power Pop. And, and but, um, you know, I, I'm just not, I don't have this sort of energy, that fanzine energy. But, David, you do the IPOs. And I, I that's amazing that you organize these the logistics is just must be unbelievable around the world and stuff so that you know, kind of you, thing you, you get yeah. you get into a routine and develop yeah a system and obviously sometimes i have to deviate from it you're throwing some curveballs sorry again for oh the, i'm sure it, yeah um yeah, yeah. But, but uh so yeah but yeah it, it ha you know it happens and mm -hmm. you know you just have to roll with that but um Absolutely. yeah it's always a challenge and especially post-covid yeah certain things that i didn't have to deal with right well i'm years. envious because you're always flying to like you know liverpool or you know england i guess generally and uh, and sweden and i i haven't been out of the the u.s except for mexico and canada you never so have, uh, John, and, and, have you, been out of, you haven't been either have you except mexico right me yeah i've only been to uh, well i've been to canada okay and oh. been and i've been to mexico mm -hmm. um and oh outside of the u.s I've been to Jersey once. Does that count? That's that does. <laughs> you know now yeah, they change it. And I was in Hawaii, which of course is part of the U.S. But to me, that was like so far away that it, it does. It doesn't seem like the U.S. Yeah, a, a I have different... to go to Alaska too to find out if that's right. Does, yeah, it, it yeah. probably doesn't either. But yeah, I, I felt weird when I went to Hawaii, even taking out dollar bills to pay for things. It's like, so you were in, in Hawaii, obviously. You were there, you went to you went to Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. in two thousand two, oh, with, with nice. my wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who wasn't my wife then? But right, she was somebody else. I was in Maui, which you know, uh, it was yeah, was me too. Yeah, that's beautiful that's place. the one that I yeah, the, you know, it's all beautiful. But you know, Michael anyway. McCartney, who we all know, of course, he. Uh, Such he, a great guy. He, yeah, he gave he, me a he tour. Took us out on the tour. Yeah, me too. You, you got the road to Hannah tour Pardon? or whatever it's called the road to hannah it's like um not hannah like our friend hannah but it's the road <laughs> the road that goes through he drove and it goes through these hills and you stop and you get the food from this sort of family run food truck you know well, and on you that tour, but... but yeah i'm sure he gave you a great tour wherever he took you there's so he much did. there to see yeah. yeah yeah it's the uh the uh the hana highway which is this really sort of treacherous uh right long and winding road to quote the Beatles that right. goes would be a certain there. area and yeah. uh and yeah it's it's yeah you have to drive very very slowly because it's pretty dangerous but it's a so how did you cool know John were you there but you just know this from the from no I've I've been I drove oh, on a highway oh, and oh, I I got my car stuck in the sand and there's no there's no automobile club on Hawaii I, I found right. that out so we had our rental car got stuck in the sand I had to pay three big burly Hawaiian yeah. dancers, 20 bucks each to lift my damn rental car out of the sand. But wow. That's a whole oh, man. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, no trip is complete without a disaster, I guess, or something. Well, but, yeah. You know. But, so, uh, Jordan, so after yeah. Yellow Pills, uh, uh -huh. what did you, what, from what I understand, did you did you try your hand at stand-up comedy for a while? Well, yeah, I mean, I did that a few times. In fact, I, I want to do that. It's one of those things where I, I want to do it because I feel like I need to because... I don't know. There's not a ton of things I'm, I'm really good at. So I thought, well, maybe if I have some good material, which I think I have some good material, you know, uh, then I, I should try it. So I'm waiting for this um, open mic night around here, this comedy club to maybe give it another shot. 
but and it's just a weird feeling to be up there but then you can get in the groove so yeah it's never going to be like something i'm going to make a living at but i think i'm kind of i don't know and i can't even imagine having that as a job going from city to city as if there's even any chance of that but uh but yeah it's it's something i like to do you, you know, know you're, you're very good at it. speaking of stand-up comedy jordan your your delivery and your demeanor just in our conversation I've been looking at some clips of very early Bob Saget stand-up routines. Oh. Because he was one of my favorites back in the day when he used to be on the yeah. show Make Me Laugh in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, um, your delivery reminds me a lot of Bob Saget's early delivery. That's a compliment. My sister said that once. Really? Yeah. So now it's Bob Saget, Christopher Knight, and yeah. uh, who was the third? No, I, but Dwight uh, Twilley. Dwight Twilley. Uh, my, well, my, my sister never said that about you, though. Well... I don't have that a sister. Case. That's probably why. That could my be, that sister could be. to quote one of our favorite artists, Ross. Ross, Ross. yeah. So Ross, you're Jordan. You're responsible for uh, for me finding out about Ross. You sent me a cassette that had uh, wow. Wong and a couple others. Yeah, Ross is great. You know, of course, his name is not. I mean, it's a long sort of Spanish name. Juan Antonio Ross. Of course, it's not that complicated, I guess. But yeah, he um, uh, yeah he played. He played. Not only did he play IPO in in, yeah. uh, in L.A. in our infancy, but he he brought his band to Liverpool a couple of times. He yeah. understands English a lot better now. <laughs> right. Okay. Not, we needed uh, Fernando Martinez. I think. Yeah. What happened to Fernando Martinez? Is he? I don't is, know. Is he on Facebook? What he was a sweet guy. You know. He was. Um, he is a sweet guy wherever he is. Hopefully, I mean, he's still around. But uh, we met. We met a lot of sweet people through. We did uh, through oddities, which of course goes right back to you, Jordan. Well, it all goes back to you. you the Sweet uh, People were one of my favorite bands. The Sweet People, I think. <laughs> After Sweet, it was just the Sweet People. They had a fight. They couldn't use Sweet, so we'll be the Sweet People. This is this know. is testament to what John said about your delivery. One time, uh, I think it was maybe during a, a, the Poptopia Festival, you and I are at the El Rey, I think. And, and there's this table that has mm -hmm. a bunch of, for lack of a better term, promotional material. And you just look at it and you say, table of contents. And I just started falling <laughs> on the floor. Of the I mat. worked on that line for a year. It just, yeah. I, it's just, you had the spontaneity and just this, this inflection. Uh, this in well, local timber, it all works. It's, it's, it keeps me sane sometimes, I guess. I don't know, trying to look at the world that way. But now, now you also I, teach, don't you? Yeah, I do. I teach. I teach writing uh, on Zoom now. It's uh, ever since COVID. So that's. I really love that. You know, that's that's fun. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Jordan, a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people writing about pop music, of course, online and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Your your writing style is unique because you throw in a lot of puns and similes and and different sort of things that no one else really does and it's it's very wow. unique very identifiable and very very cool always loved well, it well, I thank know you, tons of other people do do as well thank you thank yeah, you John, or jordan i don't think we've kissed as much ass to any guest i was i was That's hoping good. for more ass kissing uh i'm a little let down well we've got That's seven right. minutes left well that's right. okay let's, let's get going well, we, yeah, we, we really mean it, though. I mean, you, you, you well, know, thanks. without ever intending to do so, I'm sure, because you couldn't have, none of us could have conceived what, what would have ha what, what happened. But you are so responsible for, you know, directly uh, and indirectly for all of it. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I think a lot of people played a role. But if I if I had something to do with it, that's great, because I, I love the music. And I thought, wow, you know, this is great to connect people and to you know, the bands with the people, the bands and, and the people are on the same level. That's what I like, you know, in power pop for the most part. Right. That's what, I mean, that's, that's yeah. what IPO is all about. Too. Yeah. So really. So, yeah. You know, I don't have any room for ego at IPO. I mean, yeah, sometimes we have bigger names and right. to some, just, just, just to some degree, you know, we, we have to give them some preferential treatment, but you yeah. know, if they start, if they start acting like they're above it all, you know, I you're out of here. Never, yeah. they are. Yeah, they are, and it's happened. Well, <laughs> they haven't worked. I haven't worked with a few people again because they've acted. It had like to, that. right? Okay, as, yeah. As no someone who's been around the, the IPO of, the since the beginning, of, and and I mean, the pop community is filled with so many of those musicians. Also, yeah. they're they're all fans, and and uh, yeah, they're they are. It's funny. I, I was going to say, as someone who's been around IPO since the beginning. I've seen more egos from little known bands than I have from, you know, yeah. name people. Like I remember, you know, 
Scott Miller, uh, you know, playing. I, that might have been Poptopia, but yeah, I remember that. You know, I mean, I wasn't there, but I no, he did no, play no, I feel, super Francisco. nice guy. Yeah, he really was. And, and other people like him, great guy at, at that level who've been signed to major labels, just being really yeah. cool. And then you see some guy who recorded something in his in his bedroom, and he's just a complete dick. You know, when he gets to IPO or Poptopia, and we know that guy. I'm not going to say his name. I can't stand that. that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah sadly, so I know a few of that guy. Um, that, a still. few of that guy, right? Yeah, one of my favorite series. That guy, remember that with Marlo yeah. Thomas? Marlo boyfriend. Thomas, yeah. yeah. Don, right. Oh, it was, a, it was a Ted Bessel. Spin-off? It was a Ted Bessel, the late great Ted Bessel. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Five it, words you've never heard before: the late great Ted Bessel. I don't think I've that's ever never heard been said on the internet ever. Yeah, I bet it, it really should be. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. so you're so, so at present you're still teaching. I'm teaching. Yeah, I teach about uh, the classes start and end. It's they're a few weeks each. It's continuing education, so it's adults <clears throat> who want to learn something new. So in my case, it's writing. So I teach adult them. education to quote Hall and Oates. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah, I play that in the background when I teach usually, and it's <laughs> um, but it's just fun to get people to write. You know, because people like I teach a memoir class, and just it's just fulfilling to get people to write and they can discover that they're good at it and expressing themselves. And it's just pretty rewarding. I know it sounds corny to say that, but you know, it's no, and I can be goofy too. I can be goofy while I teach. I'm sure, you know, I mean, you're, you're the one bachelor among us. Uh, Do you ever get flirtatious with some of your students? Well, I would, that would be against the law. I think Uh, actually, yeah, I kind of keep that separate. No, it wouldn't necessarily be against the law, but everything, I keep it separate. You know, I, uh, I, I haven't even thought of in those terms. I, I think that would be kind of tacky to sort of flirt with a student, you know, yeah. um, me, it, adults were, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, I taught psychology for eight years and, you know, I, I was certainly guilty yeah. of maybe a, a little bit of subtle flirtation, which ultimately right. yeah. led to a few things after sure. the class was done. So, you yeah. Know. And some, you know, some people might, you know, I don't know, sometimes a student might, you might get a vibe or something, but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot harder time. now than it was when I was teaching. It wasn't. It wasn't as PC yeah. the time back then. Right, yeah. it's very PC now. Yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen David flirt with Jeremy Morris at IPO, and it's 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 weird. It's just, I, flirt. I are you that. kidding? It's out yeah, now. A, Love Express. There, there's a tape out now, which uh, there's a TV movie about it. Uh, the Jeremy Morris David tape. You mean uh, you, you mean you mean uh, David and Jeremy like like Pam and Tommy, which is uh, a, a I didn't want to say it, but. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like. Are you, uh, are you familiar with that, Jordan? I just it's through on, this TV it's movie. on Hulu right now. It's yeah, I, I don't want to see it. I don't care about it. But I remember, I remember hearing in the media, you know, back when you know that that tape was stolen or something. And I did care back then. I don't care now. Uh, you know, it's almost pathetic that they're making a movie about it. But you know, they'll make a movie about anything. So, so, so getting back to music. Yeah. Please, please God, let us get back. To music. <laughs> Let's get back to music. Um, so. You've probably been asked this again a million times, but I'll ask it again because I don't care. Um, your favorite power pop song and your favorite power pop album. Yeah, that's tough. You know, sometimes uh, it's some sing, some dance, which I know people are like, well, the other song's better. Loving You Ain't Easy. Um, you know, it, probably more <laughs> people like that song. So it's that. I don't know. I mean, no matter what, go all the way. I'm on fire. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. There's so many good ones. Um, a, lot, a lot of people like more obscure ones, especially when they've heard as much as. as yeah, music. right. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, go for something more obscure. Um, I go back to the '70s bands. I think those are the real power pop bands, like the Posies. I don't even think of as or some of these other bands. Jellyfish are more just pop kind of. To right. Me. Mm-hmm. But here we go with the definitions. Uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah. Um, what about albums? What 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 would you consider yeah, albums, your favorite power you know, and pop that, album? And it's a weird thing with albums because people debate. Well, can there be a power pop album? If some there are ballads on there. If the band does ballads, are they right? Right. But I don't know. I mean, um, like the Raspberries didn't have great albums except for one, maybe starting over. Uh, big Star, mm-hmm. maybe the first Big Star album to me, uh, you know. And some people will say, "Well, that's not power pop," but they were kind of the Beatles of Memphis, really. I mean, mm-hmm. the way you know, their melodic sensibility and stuff. So maybe one of the big star albums would be one. Um, 
It's hard to say. There, there's a you lot. Know what, you, you know what? You know what? A power pop album through and through. Uh, the yeah. Tom's, the Tom's first album. Yeah, the Tom's is great. Did you order that from Dis Dumont? Uh, I did indeed. Yeah. That's where I read about. Yeah. It. Yeah, and they had the great. That was like the greatest mail order. And I discovered, you know, so many bands from them. So oh, yeah. yeah, the Toms. That's you know. They and mentioned I, Bad Finger and Shoes in there. They review. did right. That's yeah, why, that's why. That's why I figured Bad Finger Shoes like pop or something. They said, and there was pop yeah. with a twist in a different section. Right. Uh, they had different pop sections. That they were ahead of their time. I discovered but, yeah, the, the Smithereens through Disc Dumond also. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, the they reviewed the EP, and they. Yeah. I can't remember who they mentioned. They mentioned the Beatles, Revolver, and uh, yeah. a couple of other touchstones. And it's like, okay, yeah. got to get this. Well, yeah. you know, when you're mentioning power pop albums, and if you mm -hmm. want to talk about albums that are strictly power pop, if you want to go that really super narrow definition, yeah. which a lot of people do, I mean, I consider the Beats' first album. Uh, oh, I yeah. consider uh, Get the Knack. In 2020, as we know. Uh, 2020, right? of course, yeah. my, my favorite power pop album ever. I think mine's and then, right. um, yeah. you know, a few of the other ones you mentioned, and then it sort of stops there, really, as far as great ones. You're right. Yeah. The well, I, I, you know, you know me, I have to disagree with that. I think there have been several great ones over uh, the past, you know, in this millennium, let's say. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite in this millennium is probably The Matter Pretty Quick, which some people, may say, one. Which some the, people may say that's not. The band? Is that the band? I think that album is. Is that from the band from are they from Sweden or something? They're from Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay, yeah. Um, I like I can't get it now, but I got the, the files, the you know, MP3s, and yeah, they're really good. Their one original is like a ripoff of uh of another song, though, right? Um well they have a few originals are pretty quick, yeah. like half yes. the album's original. Yeah, there's yeah. one that it's like a Rob song. And I oh I, yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, yes. yes. I, I've mentioned that to David on numerous yeah, occasions. No, yeah. it, it is the Rob song, just with right different lyrics, that. basically. Yeah. But they so credit thought, it for themselves. Yeah. So it's interesting because they do covers mainly, right? But they do um, really on the second covers. album, not as much. On the oh, first I didn't album, there were more covers. Yeah. Yeah. But on the on our pretty quick, it's like about half and half. Okay. Yeah, and, I need to. Find you know, a, they do covers that most people don't know are covers, which is what makes. That's the right. I was going to say very obscure, like the Wizards from uh, Australia. This, you know, and bands like yeah, that. Masters Apprentices and bands Masters like that. Of, yeah, yeah. Or so, I, I that's mean, the band I think I meant to say. They pick. Um, you know, they have the Shakers cover on there. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of really cool stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway. Uh, we we've we've hit the witching hour. No way. And, uh, oh man. We'll, We'll oh. bring you back on, Jordan. We well, can yeah. talk with you guys. We can talk okay. with you for hours. Wow, it's so great. I love you guys, and it's so great to see you. And you likewise, know, and it's, I think it was like late '90s when I actually saw you two in person, or something. It has been that long, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for inviting me, and um, thank you for being here. This is a great show, and I will see you guys, I guess, on Facebook or somewhere like that, maybe. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here and thanks for all that you've done for, for music and, and for being just a, for sure. a wonderful person and, and a uh, great friend. And we love you. Well, back we at do. you, you guys. Thank you so much. All right. We'll cool. see you soon, Jordan. Okay. Thanks, thanks David. Should, right, bye -bye. Do I vanish by myself? How does this work? Do we just I'll get you out? Okay. Get me out. Bye-bye. All right. Um, John, thank you for, for coming in. I mean, the three of us together, it's just too important. So thank you for offering. It was just too good to pass up. Well, when I heard that Jordan was going to be the um, the guest and I heard that Mark couldn't make it, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to do it because Jordan's one of my favorite people. And like we said over and over in the last hour, you know, 90s power pop and beyond might not have existed in the form that it does without him. Absolutely not. There's a, To me, there's no question about it. So, yeah, it was a fun show. And uh, thanks again. And say hi to the armoires for, uh, well, you are an armoire. So say hi to the rest of them. And I'll say uh, hi to myself too. Say hi to yourself. And we'll uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, All right. David. Take care. And thanks everybody very much for watching uh, episode 41 of Material Issues. Um, I don't really like talking about the, uh, don't necessarily talk like talking about the upcoming guests without having Mark here, but I will just briefly. Um, Next week, we have the great Jim Babjack of the Smithereens. That'll be a lot of fun. The following week, Tony Hazard, uh, who songwriter from uh, 60s UK, who wrote hits for Manfred Mann and the Hollies, among others, and has a reissue of his uh, classic album 
uh, coming out very shortly. March 23rd, the great uh, female-fronted rock band from New York, Sly Boots, uh, good friends of mine and IPOs. March 30th, the drummer for Paul McCartney and for Wings uh, on some of their early albums, still doing a lot of great session work. Uh, Denny Sywell on March 30th. And then April 6th and 13th, we have a couple of former Major League Baseball players. Uh, Mark and I are huge baseball fans, so we wanted to get some on. Uh, April 6th, Cy Young Award winner and media presence, Jack McDowell. Uh, will be on. And April 13th, uh, former outfielder for the Texas Rangers and New York Yankees and New York Yankees announcer, Billy Sample on uh, April 13th. And, you know, Mark and I still have irons in the fire. I know Mark is talking to some very cool people right now. We're trying to nail down a date for them. There'll be a lot more. But until then, thank you all very, very much for being on with us uh, on Material Issues. You know, without you, we, you know, there'd be no raison d'etre. So thank you. And uh, we'll see you again with Mark uh, next week. So take care, everyone. Good night.